Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworm's Horror, the podcast that offers you tips on writing, especially in the horror genre. My name is James Zipliti. I am the host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast. The Real Demons of Pop Culture episode that is currently available is all about the gremlins. And Monday, there'll be a new Real Demons episode about Psycho. If you haven't picked up issue one, it's too late. It's sold out. But issue two is still available. Etsy link is in the show notes. And I'm working on issue three with Regina. That should be out in early October. On this episode, Regina and I talk all about procrastination. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Matilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. All right, today we're going to talk about overcoming procrastination. I have something... I have some thoughts on this. What do you think? What do you got, Regina? Uh, I think it's something we all have to deal with on some level. Some people have it maybe worse than others. Like I, I hear this a lot. Oh, I procrastinate. And I have certainly have done it. But I do kind of, I think I have my writing built into enough of, of a routine that it's not too much of a problem anymore. Because I will, I keep a, uh, like an Excel doc of my word count and I put the date so I can tell like, Oh, I missed, I missed a couple of days. I missed a week. And then I'm, I'm kind of conscious of the patterns that are I'm forming with my writing habit. And that kind of keeps me on track. The I think procrastination in, in general is just kind of an excuse for not doing it. And then you have to really ask yourself, do I even want to do this? I think it's fear-based. So I think there are a lot of people who do want to do things, but they're afraid. They think they're thinking too far into the future. Because oh, okay. it's like, I do want to do this. I want to write this, but I'm afraid that it's not going to be good. I'm afraid it's going to get criticized. I'm afraid I'm no, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a fraud or in you know, imposter syndrome. I think there are some also who don't really want to do it because what they want is this non-existent glamorous outcome 
Right. And so they don't do it because they don't want to destroy the fantasy of what they think being a writer is. Yes. And and I understand that, too. It's not like I know this is a case for both of us because I know you. You and I are good at doing a lot of like different artistic things. We both love to draw. We both are musical, although you are more probably musical than I am. But we have these different talents that sometimes it feels like I can't decide which one I want to do, really dedicate myself to. And that becomes a kind of procrastination in a way. Well, you know, I'm not going to write because I'm going to, I think maybe I'll switch to doing art this week, you know, like that kind of thing. And I think it's hard to really focus and commit to just the one thing, even if it's just until the length of it to finish what you're doing whether it's a book or a short story or whatever, like during this time, I'm just going to focus on the writing and then maybe I'll take a break and just spend a couple months drawing. You know what I'm, what I'm getting at? Yeah. This has been something I struggled with, even talking to my therapists all the time throughout my whole history of being in therapy was why can't I get that one thing? Why can't I Mm. figure it out? Why couldn't I have wanted to be a trash man? You know, like Mm -hmm. that'd be my desire and I could have achieved it and I would have been happy. You know, um, but what I've decided that's working for me now is since I have the podcast, any, like I said last episode, anything that I'm doing is related to that podcast. So I started something really stupid. Um, you know what Inktober is? Oh, like tattoos or something? No. Okay. Oh, uh, sketching? Yeah, but it's with ink. So it's pen. Basically, Inktober started a long time. Well, why? I don't know how many years ago, but each day there's a prompt, a word, mm-hmm. and you draw it in ink for 31 days in October. Oh, okay. So it's called Inktober. And there's been a lot of other ones. There's Drawloween. And- well, you used to do like a sketching, because I remember oh, doing yes. some of your sketches. Well, I did Inktober. I was doing oh, okay. it. But I created one for the real demons that I'm starting October 1st. It's called Pencilween. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, it's it's supposed to sound like I don't know any better, mm-hmm. and that's why I named it Pencilween, <laughs> but I know... It's a little ironic. Yes. And so I thought, you know, I just like you said, I want to draw, but I just decided, well, I'm going to create my own thing that sort of leans into the horror drawing and get some people who listen to the show, maybe they want to participate in that. But it's also just pointing to the podcast like it's that's mm-hmm. my thing it's not a separate thing it's like the real demons of pop culture presents pencil ween yeah <laughs> and that's it so like that's how i've been able to and same with the videos like making little short videos that's all pointing to it the recordings the right. music like i i sometimes I come up it. with a silly song mm-hmm. well that's you good know. then you have like an umbrella project that's what i yeah but it took me 50 years to figure that out yeah you know um, and, and honestly, the tools were never there in, when I was younger to be able to have the ability to do all these things mm-hmm. under an umbrella like this. Well, I think that's one thing that I, I did love about filmmaking is that that encompassed a lot of the things that I love. And I have a, a friend who is now making films and she she was also somebody who was, you know, she did fine art. She painted. She did music. She did all these different things. And now through the filmmaking, she's been able to encompass those, all of those things. So, uh, 
because when I when I did my films, I would draw these elaborate storyboards. I don't know if you remember that, but it was all part of that project. Mm -hmm. And I would write music for it and then do the actual filming and doing the writing. So it was all part of it. Uh, But now that I'm focused more on just the writing, I do miss sketching. But I I try to think of it like I always have a sketch book next to my desk. And I try to think of it more now of like, like when I was a kid just playing in the summer in the backyard, I would be sketching. I would be reading. I would be writing. I'd be uh, making songs and putting on plays. And I never thought, Oh, I can't be doing this sketch because I should be doing my, you know, like there was no pressure. So it's like, try to get back to that mindset. So true. I I think we got off topic about procrastination, but that is one way that I, I think my procrastination kind of shows up is like, Oh, you know what? I think I'll, 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 you know, I should be uh, working on my guitar, you know, playing guitar because I suck so bad, but that's taken away from my writing. And, you know. I think it's that like you brought up the last episode is that shiny object mm-hmm. thing. It is like literally when you work on a book, especially it's a long drawn out process mm-hmm. and it really takes discipline, hard work. And it's so much easier to say today I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this fun thing that is all new and shiny. Yes, <laughs> because if you if you stuck with that guitar, writing a song, that's going to get to a point where it gets really hard and ugly and uncomfortable and you want to quit. Yeah, a lot of musicians tend to get into what they call gas, which is gear acquisition syndrome or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's, that's funny. Because, yeah, because it's like, all right, I have a guitar, I've been playing it, but I'm going to go get this. Up, get, and they do. And literally... You can see every single person on YouTube is like, I just got this new keyboard. I got this new, even with synthesizers, it's crazy. Oh, you wouldn't believe how much this, I'm recognizing this because I live with a musician and he has a lot of, we have so many musical instruments in this house So it's like gearheads. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Well, I mean, I was looking when you had that show, I was looking at Mike Kiker's setup. Oh, my God. Mike is crazy. What a beautiful setup. You know, and I'm sure he's got more that isn't on stage, you know? You wouldn't believe it. Like, I follow him on Facebook and Instagram, and he's always posting stuff. But I guess, like, with those guys, at least they actually play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then you don't have to. I mean, you you think about guys who open up uh, or, or gals who open up secondhand you know, gear stores and stuff. They can take that passion and turn it into a business or something. Oh, I think about that all the time. Like, Oh, I know. I've, uh, do, like, do you have the record store fantasy and record store slash bookstore fantasy yeah, that I do? Yeah. There's that. Uh, or even like uh, just any kind of not antiques. Cause, but just like a thrift shop type <laughs> idea, like that kind of where you can get a record, you can mm-hmm. get books or you can get old toys or so, you know, anything like vintage. Yeah. Uh, but you know, who knows? I walk into those places and the people who own it don't seem too happy. So that's true. And that I figured, you know what, if I and I get to the, you know, my final days and I want to get rid of all this crap, you know, there's always that option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I need the money, I'll sell everything. But yeah, you know, I guess collecting is its own kind of passion, but can also be procrastination. Like, I think we were talking about this a couple episodes ago, like the, the phone seems to be the biggest form of procrastination. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
Well, it's funny you brought that up. I um, procrastinated yesterday by going to thrift stores. Oh, okay. And I knew I was doing it. I knew it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, I, I'm ah. like hoping I'm going to discover something and make it. I didn't find anything. What did I, I actually did? I went to the Newtown Book and Record Exchange was like my last stop. Mm -hmm. And I found The Witching Hour Ooh. by Anne Rice. I Not love that me, book. But yeah, my wife was talking about how she loves books that have these big family like oh, storylines. I said, yeah. So I picked that up. I've been looking for it for her. So I found that. But other than that, nothing. And uh, I came home and I'm like, felt really bad because I just kind of the whole morning went away from me. And, well, uh, that can be such a, I, I do. I mean, at least once a week, I do like a thrift, thrift store stroll. And I, I just absolutely love it. It relaxes me in a way that nothing else does. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like to me, it's it's definitely therapeutic. But yesterday was like I think I literally probably was at I was at the thrift stores the day before. So like I have an issue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I didn't know, re but there was I I said there was this one thing that was at one of the thrift stores I saw the day before, and it was like a hard shell case for um, the old like mini DV camcorder. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, I don't have it, but the case was really well made and solid. And I'm like, Oh, I could use that for something. I mm. didn't know what. And then it was gone. Yeah. I can't believe it. And so like, I know you got, that was my reason, but I didn't have to go out yesterday. Yeah. I, I love going to that antique store. I was telling you about There's this one booth and I've, I've given this guy a lot of business that sells like all horror related stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess one thing, I mean, aside from, clothes which i buy a lot of uh like i i have so many books and sometimes i just you know i'm always looking for new books and i'm like wait a second you have hundred hundreds of books that you've never even read yeah when are you gonna stop and i can't stop no i can't either <laughs> this is like true confessions yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i i'm trying to be very disciplined now to go through what i have um however i think i'm reading a book yeah i'm reading a book currently that i just bought because it was related to the gremlins thing that i'm oh, working okay. on so i had to uh, yeah i'm wondering that, if but. i have any gremlin things that i could share with you because uh that's a well whole... speaking of books yeah if you suffer with procrastination there's a book called eat that frog hmm I don't know this. It's a very short, easy read. And the, the the idea is nobody wants to eat a frog. Right. But if you sit around knowing you're going to have to eat a frog at the end of the day, it's just going to oh, ruin God. your day. Right? I'm having trouble with this, with this imagery. Well, that's the imagery is supposed to give you that. Because yeah. the idea is wake up, and as soon as you wake up in the morning, eat the frog, get it out of the way, and now everything else is just easy. Yeah, cake. Yeah. Eating cake is a lot yeah. easier. And so the book's called Eat That Frog. It's a really short, easy read. So if you want to see, because this is something that used to be a bigger problem for me was getting up. I know the dishes have to be done. Yeah. I know that, you know, there has, the dog has to go for a walk and all these chores that if I get them out of the way, then I can get right into my work. Yeah. Um, and we're talking also about procrastinating writing. But sometimes you might procrastinate the writing because you know you have these other things. But if you don't get those other things done, then you can't do the writing. So get those out of the way and then just sit down 
And again, with procrastination, I think the answer is schedule when you're going to write and then do it. I also think giving your, if you're an indie writer, giving yourself a deadline as if you were your own publisher is really a good idea too. Like I've, I kept saying, I'm going to get this book out August and I push it to September. Now it's October. And you know, it's possible that it it won't be ready in October because I don't want to put rush to put out something that is not as up to par as it could be. But I am putting that pressure on myself in a good way, I think, because it's like, okay, don't you want to move on to the next book? Don't you want to get this thing off this? I've been working on this book for years off and on. Aren't you ready to move on? And yes, I am. Yeah. And that's really important to put that on there because you're the only person who can have that deadline, but it's also a dangerous thing because you're also the only person who can push it back you know like right you know if you you have a real publisher is going to be like uh no we're not pushing it back you have to have it on this day so you have to act like you have to have it's weird you got to be two parts of your brain that has to be like one's your boss you know right and and procrastination i think if you chronically procrastinate i think it's worth i'm not saying you need to go to therapy or anything although you know I, i highly recommend therapy for everyone but if you can really go in and do like a, a deep analysis of why you're procrastinating. You might find some things about yourself might be a little painful, but that are really important because I think it procrastination points to other issues. Like you said about fear, another one. And I think, I don't think this is original. I think I actually read this somewhere, but I don't know where is that people procrastinate and they do something at the last minute, like they rush to get something done. And so it's, going to be subpar because they rush because underneath it all they don't think that they have what it takes to do a good job does that make sense so then they can always say well the reason it wasn't so good was because i rushed it right so it becomes this weird game you play with yourself when in reality you know that in order to do anything that's any good it does take some time and to your point earlier maybe you don't really want it and mm-hmm. think about the things that you don't procrastinate on, right? Yeah. Those are things that you enjoy doing. You don't ever think about, well, oh, I want to watch that show, but I, I'm going to go yeah. clean the dishes Yeah, right. I, I just, I don't know. I really should go to the thrift store today, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't procrastinate on those things. So why are you procrastinating on the thing that you really claim to be really wanting in your life? Right. That's, that is a, a it can be a painful question to ask yes. yourself, but yes, maybe that's what you need to do. All righty. Next week, we're going to talk about facing the blank page. Okay. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Bookworms Horror Podcast. All our links are in the show notes. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!